Hello, welcome to episode 13 of the Fiber Guys Corner with your host, me, Adam Foster. Well, guys, it's been a while since I've done a podcast. Uh, I've been busy down kind of Bath, Bristol way, down in Melksham with getting back into the swing of having clients of my own while we've been opening the uh, the Melksham studio. So it's been quite full on. I'm not used to having a full diary of clients. I haven't really had a full diary of clients for the last year while I've been kind of help open and and run the other studios however whilst i've been down here as well it's kind of really rekindled that passion for like one-to-one work that i've really been missing however it's been like 34 degrees down here what the hell is going on my northern solo cannot deal with the sheer heat that is down here i have had to bring a huge air conditioning unit down to stop me from melting and heat Overheating colds, kind of the topic of this podcast. So, are cold showers good for fibromyalgia? This is a question that is possibly in the top 10 questions that frequent my inbox. And truth be told, the answer is dependent on, oh, a lot, and I mean a lot of different factors. You will find numerous blog posts out there about the benefits of cold water therapy for athletes or men wanting more testosterone or even for those trying to beat depression in a non-pharmacological kind of way. However, despite the abundance of information on the internet about cold showers, you will always come up short when searching for an answer to are cold showers good for fibromyalgia. So I am going to make you a deal here and now. I'm not going to make any crazy mental claims about how magical cold showers are for fibromyalgia without having the research to say for certain. But if I do share some of my own personal views and thoughts behind this question, then I will let you know beforehand that these are my views and views based on a decade long career of helping people facilitate recoveries from fibromyalgia. Deal? I shall assume you are ferociously nodding your head right now. Good. Let's get on. Cold water therapy has been written about a lot. And I really, really do mean a lot. You can find cold shower and blog posts pretty much every single health website going these days. I myself could send you at least 20 to 30 articles about the benefits of cold showers within about five minutes of being woken from a drunken stupor. And contained within the abundance of cold shower and articles, you will find a plethora of absolutely amazing benefits that you can gain. If you would only just get up at 4.30 in the morning and get into a cold shower. Now, there is a problem with these benefits and these claims that are out there. It's the fact that most, actually, I'm going to change that, all of these don't really have any real science behind them. There are always problems with scientific research, from not enough participants in the study to the researchers' own conflict of interests, individual biases, etc. But some of the claims out there are basically, well, they're on zero evidence. And that, my friends, is definitely what I have an issue with. There are many claims that cold showers will help with a lot of things. Most annoyingly, it's probably the claim of boosting the immune system that gets most of the limelight, and probably the one that irritates me the most. We do have multiple studies that show kind of physiological changes, um, increases in cortisol, kind of adrenaline, uh, things that do come with the physiological response to cold shower. However, these studies also show us that there is little to nothing, little to nothing in the way of immune modulation or your immune system getting better. 
with this being an area of science that is, well, let's be quite frank, seriously lacking in randomized control trials, there are huge amounts of evidence missing to hold up this kind of supercharging of the immune system claim. This, however, is one of the most common claim sites on Coursera blogs, despite the fact there's literally no evidence to suggest that this is even the case. Often enough, one study that is normally used to argue, yes, it actually is, is a study they did in 2015 on Dutch men. Um, you, you'll more than likely be quite familiar with this. It was the common, uh, the Wim Hof uh, study that they did. And in this study, they found that 13 men practicing the popular Wim Hof method were able to control their immune systems to such an extent that their anti-inflammatory mediators were about 200% higher and pro-inflammatory mediators were about 50% lower than your average donor on the street. So, there are issues with this study though. The Wim Hof practitioners had been using three separate training techniques, meditation, exposure to cold and breathing techniques. So this automatically gives us extra variables for this study as which one actually contributed to the boosting of the immune system. So the researchers did hypothesize that by generating a stress-induced kind of analgesic painkiller response in the peri uh, ductal gray matter, the Wim Hof method may promote spontaneous release of opiates and cannabinoids in the brain. And this effect, this method, the Wim Hof method, does has the well, it does have the potential to create a feeling of well-being, boosted immunity, mood control, and even reduced anxiety. So I think really a much better way to rephrase this claim would be to say that there is no real evidence to support cold showers boosting the immune system, but the Wim Hof method could potentially help you to boost your immune system, but it may very likely have nothing to do with cold showers. Now, the problem that those with fibromyalgia have is that they're a little bit different. People with fibromyalgia have a completely different physiological response to cold. In May 2019, while researchers were looking for etiology to fibromyalgia in the form of things like biomarkers, they noticed that when exposed to cold, those who were diagnosed with that label fibromyalgia had a much smaller sympathetic nervous system response than those in the healthy control group. For most, this is going to be somewhat of a surprise, as people generally associate fibromyalgia with a heightened sympathetic response. So, straight off the bat, we know that people diagnosed with fibromyalgia are going to have a far different physiological response to cold showers than your average Jenna uh, John Doe. So, this is where we have to do quite a bit of research into chronic pain and cold water. And believe me, there, this, this, there is none. There have not been any good studies done in this area, especially for fibromyalgia and cold showers. I mean, you'll generally find a few, but they are normally in the more kind of obscure academic journals. Now, moving on to kind of improving cognitive function and pain reduction... It is no secret to anyone diagnosed with fibromyalgia that accompanying the constant daily pain and existential crisis is a rapid decline in cognitive function or what they would refer to in the fibro world as fibro fog. And no one really knows for sure what causes fibro fog or why it only affects some people who are diagnosed. However, as this is a known side effect of, well, very commonly prescribed drugs, in particular GABA drugs, pregabalin and gabapentin that are used to treat those in pain with fibromyalgia, 
it's more likely that it's probably a combined effort of drug side effects and psychosocial factors that arise as a direct result of constantly producing pain every day. But as far as cold showers go for five miles, yeah, well, there is actually some research that could possibly back up the statement that cold showers can help boost your cognitive, uh, your cognitive functions or at least blow away the fibre fog and lower pain levels. Cold showering does stimulate a body and brain-wide protection response, ensuring sufficient amount of beta-endorphin and uh, noradrenaline and about 30 other chemicals are released into your system very, very quickly. This array of feel-good and kind of analgesic chemicals helps to suppress pain and makes us feel very alert, at least for a short while. A treatment named cryotherapy has been extensively tested as a possible treatment for helping with pain reduction for those with fibromyalgia, and it has been under research for about 40 years, so it's not new. Researchers have tested cold therapy treatment in people with di- uh, diagnosed with fibromyalgia, as well as things like rheumatoid arthritis, osteoarthritis, and chronic lower back pain, as well as kind of a whole array of other chronic pain conditions. When these people spend about two and a half minutes in a cold cabin, they rated a significant decrease in their pain symptoms afterwards. Some people even found that the effect didn't really last that long, but many found ongoing improvements over time. There is a small amount of evidence to suggest that perhaps the increased uptake in oxygen due to your giant (gasps) panicked breaths whilst cold showering may help to remove excess levels of CO2, allowing you to be more focused, although the science on this last bit is a little bit lacking. So, can cold showers help reduce fibre fog and lift fatigue as well? Well, the evidence would say, yeah, quite likely. There is a potentially positive side effect when it comes to showers and fibromyalgia. There are numerous claims that cold showers have an antidepressant effect. However, as we've seen from earlier, empirical evidence is, well, pretty hard to find these days. Exposure to cold is known to activate the sympathetic nervous system and increase the blood level of beta-endorphin and noradrenaline and increases the synaptic release of noradrenaline in the brain as well. Additionally, due to the high density of cold receptors in the skin, a cold shower could send an overwhelming amount of electrical impulses from peripheral nerve endings to the brain, which can result in an antidepressive effect. However, it's pretty important to remember that that studies such as this one were all conducted on those who were not actually diagnosed with clinical depression, but just rated themselves being depressed. So there is that issue. And whilst the evidence does suggest that cold showers do have a mood and kind of enhancing effect, it hasn't been established if it is beneficial for those with clinical depression. The therapy was also found to have a significant analgesic effect, so a pretty good painkiller effect, and it does not appear to have any noticeable side effects or cause dependency, which is always a good thing. Why I would recommend cold showers? Well... We've pretty much covered the research into fibromyalgia and cold showers. You see now, I, I wasn't joking, there, it hasn't been studied a lot and there isn't a great amount of like quality research out there. I do feel, however, that over the last decade helping to facilitate recoveries from chronic pain, I have earned my right to explain why I would suggest people with fibromyalgia do shower in the cold. So here is my list. Number one, there is a large percentage of those walking around diagnosed with fibromyalgia who are misdiagnosed. 
Fibromyalgia is not a disease. It is a word. It is a label attached to a very common set of symptoms. This doesn't negate your pain experience. This doesn't mean that you're making up your pain. If you're in pain, it is 100% real. Anything you experience is 100% real. However, fibromyalgia gets thrown around like I can't even describe these days. So what I generally find is about 60% of people that come into the studio are either on the high mobility spectrum or have a form of Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome. Now, I'll clarify what I mean by this. I mean that 60% of the people who come in who are diagnosed with fibromyalgia are either on the high mobility spectrum or have a form of EDS. Now, this is important because it means that there's a pretty high percentage of people diagnosed with fibromyalgia who are actually hypermobile. Now, the hyperlaxity of connective tissue for people with hypermobility can often impact their body's automatic functions of things like vasoconstrictions. So when you get in a hot shower, what happens is the heat opens up the blood vessels, which allows you kind of blood to flow a little bit more freely. However, this type, this particular type of person who is hypermobile and has been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, but is actually hypermobile or EDS, when this particular type of person is subjected to heat, I don't know, let's say a 39 degree hydrotherapy water for their physio session, fucking great idea. Then due to the connective tissue laxity, they're going to have a large scale vasodilation occur, wherein their blood vessels are going to open up, their blood pressure is going to drop, and the heart is going to have to go into overdrive to keep them conscious, to keep the blood pumping around. Likewise, this massive body-wide dilation of blood vessels is going to cause a lot of blood pooling, fatigue, and most often are not, fainting. Cold showers offer the exact opposite. They make us more alert, they vasoconstrict blood vessels, and more importantly, they help to condition that autonomic response for vasoconstriction and help in most cases to get rid or at least alleviate symptoms of POTS. So the thing is, you have to remember with POTS as well, guys, postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, is that when you stand up, about a third of your blood gets pulled towards the floor via gravity. Now, what should happen is the blood vessels in your legs should constrict to kind of slow the descent of blood, your heart rate should pick up slightly to counteract the kind of drop in blood pressure, and then you should stay conscious. However, for people with connective tissue disorders, high mobility, EDS, LV, stuff like that, what happens is this, the laxity in the blood vessels means they don't respond as well as they should and generally have some autonomic issues going on as well. So it means that as soon as they get in a hot bath or a hot shower, what they have is, is that kind of, massive body-wide vasodilation where all the blood vessels open and what happens is as the third of their blood gets pulled towards the floor via gravity they don't have the facilities to kind of vasoconstrict and to slow that blood the kind of drop in blood pressure so what happens is the heart has to go tachycardia has to go insane to pump blood back up to the brain and it's always important to remember that brains are there to keep you alive to help you move through the world given a choice between knocking you unconscious or dying because that will that is what will happen if you don't get oxygen to your head if you don't get the blood up there your brain will always go for the unconscious option because when you're out cold and unconscious on the floor your head and your heart are level and more importantly your heart doesn't have to work as hard to pump the blood up kind of pushing against the forces of gravity so for people with POTS generally, especially anecdotally, you always find that for the most people, 
cold showers are an absolute godsend. And I often working with my clients, people have been, I mean, when I tell people a cold shower, they're like, what? Hot showers ruin me. Cold's going to be even worse. And I'm like, hey, give it a try. You'll be amazed. And what happens is they come back and they're like, right, well, I am never having a hot shower ever again in my life. Number two, there is a strange sense of achievement after finishing your first cold shower. And it is a tried and tested approach to creating a new type of day for yourself. As well as bombarding your body with feel-good chemicals, which let's, let's be honest, most people with fibromyalgia are definitely missing them when you're producing pain constantly. A cold shower brings about a new level of control to your life. What I find most beneficial for people with fibro though, is that often enough, a cold shower can give a good 90 minutes of total pain relief in most people as in completely pain-free. This gives you a good opportunity to have what I suppose you would call a a normal kind of 90 minutes, a normal morning if you did the first thing. And in a lot of cases, pain relief carries on for quite a while when the brain realizes it's not in, in any real danger. Number three, by exposing ourselves to a blast of cold water first thing in the morning, you will find it will help greatly to shush down your nerves and in doing so, making them far less sensitive. This will help to condition you both physically to oxidative stress and psychologically by getting over your initial fear of the kind of cold shower and more importantly, rewarding you with those feel-good chemicals. Number four, and the final point, cold showers are active therapy. Let's take massage. Massage is passive therapy. Chiropractic is kind of passive therapy. It is what is done to you. If research has showed us anything, it's that people get more pain relief in the long term with active therapy rather than passive therapy. Okay, If you are actively contributing, working towards your recovery rather than having somebody else kind of thrust it upon you, research shows us that it is far more likely to have a better outcome. It was probably around maybe five or six years ago that I first started to use cold showers, not just kind of as a complimentary kind of addition to the program, but more importantly, and this kind of always sounds a bit weird, is a way to sift the wheat from the chaff, so to speak, for the people coming in for consultations. If doing this for as long as I have has taught me anything, it is definitely that there are two types of people. There are people who are committed to getting better and there are people who would just like to get better. And the thing is, the two are worlds, absolutely worlds apart. So maybe five or six years ago, I started to, started to say at the end of the consultation, look, being a pain is expensive. It's time consuming. I know I've been there myself. I've spent thousands on different treatments, took out loans, credit cards, you name it, to pay for different therapies, all for shit that didn't work. So I want you to go away for seven days and think about it. Make sure this is something you can give 100% to because at the end of the day, I don't want my time wasted. You don't want your time wasted. And I don't want you to waste on waste your money on anything that you're going to half ass through. So if you come in, we're coming in at 100% and we're getting that recovery. And you know what? Being a little bit harsh like that has definitely kind of brought about the results that you see on the page because some people go away and they try a cold shower and they can't do it and they're like, no, fuck that. 
I always say, look, if you can get through two minutes of cold showers, you will smash this. You'll smash this program. You'll take everything I'm going to throw at you. But if you can't do that, you're going to struggle with this. You're probably not even going to finish it. So that might sound a bit harsh, but it's always been a really good way to just kind of ensure that the people coming in are the people who are ready to rock and roll. And yes, there's some, some pretty good benefits, I suppose, for people just for paying in general. And a lot of my clients, once they finish, they continue to cold shower every day anyway, because it kind of becomes a, a habit. I still do it. I mean, I am currently melting here in the studio in Bristol, and I really, really cannot wait for tomorrow morning to jump into a nice cold shower. In fact, I think once I finish this, that's what I'm going to do, because I need to cool down. And a lot of people start to do things like cold water, swimming, and, and different things like that after they finish with me. I've covered the tricky science and the mental mental bogus claims around some cold showers and things uh, on different blog articles. I've even shown you how it, how it might be different for those labelled with fibromyalgia. In my personal opinion, I think it's a good move. I've mentioned, as I've mentioned in the four points that I've just mentioned. What's left now, though, is for you to figure out if it's something that you want to try. Hey, it may do fuck all for you, but what if it does do something and it does something pretty fucking dramatic what if something that came out of your shower head could drastically improve your situation right now and you could utilize it as much as you like and let's be honest it's pretty much free it comes out your goddamn wall isn't that food for thought if you do want to jump into a cold shower then i'm going to give you a few little handy tips okay firstly before you dive into a cold shower, it is always important to assess your individual situation, consult your GP, etc. If you have pre-existing heart problem or, or a lung condition, then I would probably skip it, the cold showers all together, or at least introduce, uh, in, kind of introduce them in a very graded manner, starting from like not very cold to just slightly cold. But for everybody else who is kind of healthy and they're ready to rock and roll with it, the number one when the day comes around, get in your shower, wash as normal with warm water, and then gradually turn the temperature down. Once you hit the cold, stay with it for a good two minutes. Don't forget to breathe. Control your breathing. Okay? If you're prone to fainting, make sure that somebody is there to help you. Number two, you do not have to go in guns blazing with freezing cold water. Give yourself a few days or a week or two to just slowly over time start to turn the water down. Number three, give your head a little blast of cold water, but then focus on your body. Prolonged exposure to cold on the head can, in some very rare cases, cause temporary amnesia. Shout out to my client, Carol. How you doing? She can tell you all about this. Number four, don't jump straight into a very cold shower. There is a lot going on nervous system wise. There is a lot going on with the blood vessels and the sudden, uh, sudden constriction of them. Okay, turn it down slowly. Give your nervous system time, a little bit of time just to adjust and the same goes for your blood vessels. And number five, a really handy tip. Scream the names of your enemies whilst cold showering. It's always helped me. However, I end up in there far longer than <laughs> two minutes if I was to do that. Stick some music on. Make it, make a day of it, man. Make it a day. Get in. And the thing is, get those chemicals. Get, those, get that dopamine. Get that reward from doing something that you didn't want to do. Because in the end, it will help. So, 
that is it for me, guys. My God, this was only supposed to be a 10-minute podcast, but it's gone on to like 25 minutes or whatever we're on now. I did originally do this as a blog article um, for the website and indeed for the Facebook page. And you know what? There was a pretty good response, actually, for from people. Um, a lot of people said they really enjoyed it. So I thought, you know what? Let's get the mic plugged into the laptop and let's do... Uh, and let's do a kind of an audio version for people who prefer to kind of sit and chill with headphones in and can't really, don't really want to kind of troll through mountains of information. I myself, huge book, bookworm. However, now I'm making the, uh, don't, I mean, don't tell anybody, I'm making the jump to, to Audible. Man, I love Audible. I like literally, or like any other kind of software that reads books to you. I'm on my drive down in, down here to Malcolm's like six hours. So I'm absolutely hammering books that, I otherwise wouldn't have the time to read. I'm super enjoying it. So, guys, that is it for me. Um, now I am in Malksham, and I am, like, literally stuck down here in, in Malksham for three, four days every week. I've, I'm like an admin god. I'm getting so much stuff done that I've been wanting to do for ages, from videos. I mean, I've got... I'm popping in to see a few clients next week to do like a one year, three year on from full fibromyalgia recovery because a lot of you guys have been saying like, we love the videos, but like we want to see people a couple of years down the line, what they're like. And so hopefully I'll be popping in seeing Anne-Marie at work. And I remember when she was completely destroyed in a wheelchair, couldn't even stand up for more than a couple of minutes because she was in so much pain. And now she's at work every day and she's loving it. It's crazy. So... I have a lot more time for these podcasts and stuff. So again, give me some ideas, guys. Give me some content stuff because sometimes my mind can go a little bit blank. I'm like, yeah, what, what do people want? So for me, guys, take it easy. If you are going to call shower, then I'll probably know because my ears will burn tomorrow when you're shouting kind of obscenities at my general direction. But for me, guys, uh, take it easy and I will see you soon. Bye.